This week on Moms Moving On. Sometimes when we're really caught off guard and surprised about things and we're not prepared to hear certain things, we might react in a really big way. This was a big feeling that came over me. That's sort of maybe what I would tell my child. Now I'm calm again. And now, you know, I'm, you know, I'm here to talk more. So I just think that it's, it's so much worse when you have changes in your energy or your mood or your stress levels around your child. And then there's no explanation to it because children are always noticing these things, right? Always. They're observing, they're noticing, making sense of these things and letting them know you are also human is great. And this is a great form of modeling too. You're modeling that we don't always kind of have the perfect response and that's okay. Life moves on, so why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Moms Moving On. Happy to be here. Happy July. This is our first episode for July. I took a step away for a second to gather my thoughts. I appreciate all of your love and warm wishes and support now that we have released the book cover and all of that. And to see you jumping on board and supporting that means the world to me. And speaking of supportive, um, I have a guest on today who's been on before way early on in the baby beginning stages of the Moms Moving On podcast, and who's somebody that I support fully and wholeheartedly. If you if you follow me on social media, you'll know. I have Evelyn Mendel of Hatch and Bloom with us today. Evelyn is a certified licensed mental health counselor, and she is trained in infant mental health, and she is the expert that we all go to when it comes to our children and all of what they're going through. Evelyn, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Mish. And it's been a complete just pleasure. And I'm just so in awe of having watched your entire journey because we we recorded our first one so long ago. It was yeah. like beginning of COVID, remember? Yeah, it was before, it was just before COVID happened. I wanted to start this podcast. It was January of 2020. And you were a perfect guest to have on. And also you're my friend. So I'm sitting here talking so professionally too, which is odd, but um, yeah, girl, you came on and supported the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me again. And for those of you um, who have not been introduced to Evelyn, I'm going to let her do a short introduction in a second. She is just so knowledgeable and skilled when it comes to working with children. She also happens to be a co-parent herself, which is why she's like twice the fun for me because she has it all. And she'll be a contributor to my book. Well, she is a contributor to my book. So I'm very happy about that. But Ev, why don't you give everybody the, the background? Sure. So uh, first and foremost, I am a mom to a almost six-year-old, really, really hard to believe that she's almost six. Um, and as Mish said, I am co-parent. I am very, very lucky in the relationship I have with my co-parent. Um, yes, I know. It's hard to believe. People, people can't, they can't believe it. I'm just going to come out and say it's downright unfair to the rest of us, but we're happy for you. No, I know. I have to give him so much credit. He's a wonderful human being and like totally on board and aligned with our goal of 
of like just doing everything for the best interest of our child, which is like really, I think the biggest goal in co-parenting. And I just, I'm very, very lucky. I know that's, I know it's very rare. Um, and professionally I am, as Michelle said, a, li a licensed mental health therapist. And I work a lot with parenting, a lot, a lot with parents. I am obsessed with child development, their little brains, how we shape them, how we influence them and how we kind of set our kids on a certain path for their future. So I think it's super, super powerful to work with parents themselves. And the impact you make is undeniable. I know for myself personally, you know, whenever I have an issue with Bella, you always have the best and most sound advice, which is why I knew indefinitely you were the person to come to. Now that I'm in this space in social media talking about what to do when you meet somebody new after divorce and you're ready to introduce your children or worse, when your ex-spouse has met somebody and introduced your children without letting you know, and now they have all sorts of questions. And this, you know, seems to be one of those co-parenting hurdles and milestones that we all have to get through. It's definitely a tough one emotionally. And, yeah. um, and we all have lots of questions around it. So I think I want to start by asking you everybody's number one question when is it the right time to introduce your child to a new relationship? Yeah, this is probably the most popular question I get too when it comes to new relationships. Um, I'm not going to throw out a magic number. Uh, if there are a lot of experts that will say like, wait at least six months. Um, I really think the main goal in that is basically you want to gauge where your relationship is going. So rather than giving you a number, a specific timeline, I'm going to say, if your relationship is heading in a serious direction where you think that this is going to be a long-term commitment and this person is going to stick around, that is most important. So definitely not introducing your flings to your kids. Um, you know, and if you're still unsure and getting to know the person, it's you're much better off continuing to do that independently and not bringing your kids into it until uh, you're pretty sure of where this is headed. And this is because kids become attached. They're, they become attached to caregivers, right? So bringing people that are going to be in and out of their lives is not going to be healthy for them. So really measure your, your relationship. Right. And, and so many women will say, but I, I feel like it's going somewhere, but how do I know for yeah. sure? And I think ultimately we never really know for sure what's no. going to happen from day to day. But I will say as a divorced woman, your gut instincts become that much more easy to read or you start to trust them more. And you'll kind of just know whether or not, you know, it's time to start making that transition. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I also think don't downplay your kids in the beginning and you're like to your partner. So I think it's really important to sort of express right from the start how much of a priority they are in your life. Because I think at first you don't want to, you know, I think people dread or are afraid this might be like a turnoff for a partner. Right. <laughs> and so they're like, downplay it. Right. Like, I went through this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a big deal. I, you know, I have a child, not a big Just, deal. Yeah. It's like, I'm a mom, <laughs> but like, whatever. Right. But then you want to actually be super 
transparent about like how you envision uh, this person coming into your child's life from the very beginning. So if this partner is not okay with that, so much better to know from the beginning, like transparency is key there. So you start to gauge also, I think through your, what you bring into your relationship with your partner, the conversations you bring in, the value system you bring in, um, letting them know what your expectations are. And you can kind of start to gauge uh, the responses that they'll give you. And I, I do think that there is something to, you know, tr- first of all, trusting yourself and where the relationship is going. And also, even if it seems like it's a little early on, you know, at least for me, it was important to know that my child had chemistry with yeah. my now husband. And I knew that as much as I liked him, this probably wasn't going to go very far if it was awkward between them. Yeah, that happened to me too, where you get to a point in your relationship, I think, where you're like, okay, this is all dandy, but I've got to see what kind of step parent or what kind of, you know, caregiver this person can be with my child. And so for sure, you have to test the waters there. You just want to do it when, when you know, this relationship is more than this casual fling. Right. And that's not so much, you know, for you to see is he good around my child? It's more like, is my child comfortable with this person? And while it will take some work, you ultimately don't want to be like shoving a square peg in a round hole, so to speak. Yeah. I do think there's a caveat to that, which is the stage in which the child is in. And sometimes no matter who you bring around, they could be the best, most fun person in the world. Your child just is not ready for you to be with another person. So I also want to say like, Don't just sort of allow them to pick your partner either. It's something you have to navigate, right? There's no clear cut, like concrete, yes or no, black or white. My child, if after a while you're kind of working through it and you're seeing, yes, this is like not working for either one, um, for sure, maybe question that. But a lot of the initial reactions you will get from children stem from somewhere else, not necessarily about this particular person that you're bringing into their lives. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So now there's the other side of the coin. What if you are completely blindsided and your child comes home and says, daddy introduced me to Brittany, Brittany Marie, we'll call her. She's got to have two names. Um, Daddy introduced me to her and I love her. She's so pretty and she's so fun and she has the best hair. And what, who is she? Why is she there? Like what's going on? Many women, myself included, because I'm not perfect, would probably balk and be like, what do you mean? Daddy introduced you to somebody? How do you handle that? Because it's got to be so hard emotionally to have to take that bullet and then put on a brave face for your child. Yeah, that is probably one of the most dreaded situations, I would say, um, after divorce or separation. And how do you handle that? So I would honestly focus on my own kind of role in relationship with my child. You can only sort of control what happens in your own home, unfortunately. Right. And if you don't have the type of relationship where you can call up your ex and talk about boundaries and talk about what's going on, who is this person? um, How are you introducing them to my child? uh, Then all you can do is sort of like 
guarantee your place as mom. And, you know, I wouldn't give false information you don't know about. So don't start making up, oh, this is just a person that daddy talks to uh, once in a while. If you have no information, you definitely don't want to make up answers, right? So really just, I would think I would turn also back to the child and kind of get curious with them. So what is it about this person you like? Or, you know, what did you guys do? But not in an interrogative kind of way, more in an what do you mean she brushed your yeah. hair? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, I gotta, you know, it's so hard as a, as a mom going through divorce, we feel sort of the pressure to do the right thing all the time. Right. I don't know why, like we're the ones who are so focused and intent on saying the right things and doing the right things and treading really carefully when it comes to parental alienation or anything of that regard. But inevitably we're going to make a mistake or make a wrong move. So what would be, you know, for anybody listening, who's already had this unfortunate situation where you're blindsided and your face does all the talking for you, how do you pull back from that? And well, I think it's totally okay to tell your child that you're surprised, right? Oh, I didn't know that. That's something new. And there, you know, you don't have to be ashamed of that. And that's, totally true. So what, what I'm not a proponent of is like blatantly lying about things, but I think it's okay for your child to see you have an emotional reaction. And then you sort of help them connect the dots of like, why this is just some new information I didn't know about. I had no idea about this person. Next time I talk to your dad, I'm going to ask them who a little bit more about them. Right. (laughs) And you, then you know how that would go. Yeah. And you're (laughs) like, what the fuck did you just do? Um, yeah, no, I get it. Totally. Explaining. So, so basically to answer that question, Mish, it's, it's explaining, uh, going back and kind of explaining and making sense of reactions that you might have had right? Sometimes when we're really caught off guard and surprised about things and we're not prepared to hear certain things, we might react in a really big way. This was a big feeling that came over me. That's sort of maybe what I would tell my child. Now I'm calm again. And now, you know, I'm, you know, I'm here to talk more. So I just think that it's, it's so much worse when you have changes in your energy or your mood or your stress levels around your child. And then there's no explanation to it because children are always noticing these things, right? Always. They're they're noticing, making sense of these things and letting them know you are also human is great. And this is a great form of modeling too. You're modeling that we don't always kind of have the perfect response and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, So maybe a little encouragement because now your ex is in this situation and there's a new woman and you can't control what she's doing, how she's doing it. All you know is what your kids are coming home and telling you. Um, how do you sort of pull yourself out of that downward spiral so that you can allow your child to just go and be and live free, you know, without feeling guilty? Because I think the big thing that comes up being a child of divorce, I knew how hurt my mom was by my dad's choices. And I would take that guilt with me and and feel bad enjoying myself with his new girlfriend. That's a great point slash question. Um, this is, this is a cue for moms to see the importance of doing their own internal work. That's really what it is. It's sort of when you are finding that you're kind of projecting onto your child 
that is a cue, that is a signal that they cannot be the carriers of our, you know, emotional backpack. They can't. And this is a cue also of like finding your own support network, finding a therapist, figuring out how to process this with other adults, not it, where it's not interfering and actually being projected onto your kids because that what you experienced is so common kids this is what is amazing about kids but also can cause harm unintentionally is that kids sort of see and and read and understand when a family does not feel balanced anymore and when something's sort of missing and kids have the ability to sort of then fill that role right mm -hmm. so if a child sees, oh my gosh, my mom is so distraught about this new relationship. They're going to fill that role of like, I can't accept this relationship either, mm -hmm. possibly, right? So, and that's just not a burden that is appropriate to put onto your child. That's really your own work that you need to do or your own co-parenting communication that needs to happen. But the child shouldn't have to carry this weight. So I think those are signals of like finding support of, you know, finding a way to heal from this, of finding other ways, just not through your child. I have to say that that childhood experience of mine taught me so much about what I needed to do and not do when I did introduce Bella to Spencer and Jolie. I knew the last thing I wanted to do was ever make my child feel like she had been replaced or make Spencer's child feel like he had been replaced. So that's why a lot of people come to me with the question, like how much time, you know, we've, we've introduced and they seem to really get along on that first hangout at the park or for ice cream. Let's just spend all our time together now. And, and that's where I say, take a step back because, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's not a lot until it's too much and you don't want it to ever feel like too much. I know I was for me, very intent on, giving Spencer and Jolie their space because I was an eight-year-old girl once who felt completely overrun by my dad's new girlfriend. And I yeah. waited more until she asked me to be part of their plans instead of just like inserting myself in them. So what is the right balance there? Again, not a cookie cutter answer for that, but I think just constant gauging of your child's response receptiveness, right? So you don't want to force. So this is, this is one thing that a question that I get a lot is like, my child is like not into it. They don't want to be there. They don't want to play. I'm forcing my partner to play with my child so that they can bond, but it's not working. It's not flowing. Child, you, you, you kind of have to let the child take the lead here a little bit emotionally, right? So you can totally set up situations. We can, I think non-threatening situations are much easier to start with. So like, what does that mean? It means like public places, going and doing an activity where it's not so intimidating in terms of like, conversation, deep conversation, right? Uh, where it's not so just like one-on-one. -on -one. So we're all going bowling, we're going to the park, there's other people there, maybe we're meeting with other families. I think a slow and gradual introduction in a more casual sense is always kind of better and an easier way to gauge. 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of pressure on everybody too. Like it's pressure on your new partner to feel... Yes. Like they have to be, you know, filling a parenting role while they're trying to date you. It's pressure on your kids to, you know, be around somebody and have to hold it together. It's, it's a lot of pressure all around. Yeah. 
So feeling the vibe and the energy, like you'll kind of know, like if this is flowing, we can do more. If this feels like a lot, like checking in with your child is so important, regardless of age, even tiny ones, like they still pick up on things changing and shifts, right? So checking in and with checking in, there's got to always be that reassurance of like your role and your presence. And that's not going anywhere, right? So even when this partner's around, mommy's still your mommy. Mm -hmm. Mommy's always your mommy and daddy's still your daddy. Mm -hmm. So that kind of, that kind of like distinct, you have to distinguish those roles and it's very, very important. And like, I want to bring a personal story in this moment, which is my, so one thing I neglected to say is I just got remarried too. Yes. Everybody, (laughs) everyone listening to this probably has seen the pictures I posted from your beautiful second wedding. Thank you. Yeah. And that was that was a journey because so I introduced my child. I want to see relatively early, like a couple months into um, dating my husband. And it was very casual at first too, where we would like, you know, go to the park, we'd bring the dog, we'd play for a little bit and I'd leave with her. Um, and, and little by little, you know, we ended up spending more time together until he moved in after like probably two years. And we have lived together already for I want to say two and a half to three years. My daughter has totally accepted him right into the family. But when the day I got engaged, (laughs) she had a huge reaction. This is a great story. Yeah. She thought it was so she literally like we actually got engaged privately, but then I wanted her to be a part of it. So we came home back to Miami and I had him sort of reenact it, including her like she would be part of the proposal. And she came up like so excited with the ring and like asked me and said, you know, David wants to marry you. And like, I said, yes. And we all did a group hug and it was like so emotional. And I was like, are you so excited for, for me and David to get married? And she literally like laughs, like, like, you know, like a 60 year old woman. And she's like, let's just pretend. And that's where I was like, oh boy, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, we're just pretending we're just playing, playing wedding. So then I had to sit down and have like a real talk with her. And she totally froze, like had a meltdown about this where when I asked her, she and I have this relationship where we talk about everything. I'm always checking it. And so I'm like, what are you worried about? And immediately she said, dad, she's like, daddy. So I had my heart breaks. If only she knew how supportive and incredible her daddy really is. And he was, and, you know, I told him this because I, I wanted you know, because we have this relationship, like it's important. It was important for him to kind of show support of my marriage too. That was really mm-hmm. helpful. But where I thought this would be really smooth, this was a, an unexpected bump where now, even after three years, four years of us being together, she suddenly, now that we're moving on to the next step, she suddenly has a new insecurity about losing her dad in that role. Right. So it's a constant navigation, I think. And also throughout different ages as they're developing, they might kind of experience this differently as they're growing up too. Yep. I just want to give a kudos to your ex-husband because this is, this is something that made me like cry hysterically when I was talking to your mom at your wedding. She told me that on, on the morning of your wedding, when you were trying to get ready and do all the things and stay calm, that Liv's daddy, call him by his name, Josh said to her, Livy, it's a very important day for mommy. This is mommy's special day. I'm like going to cry just thinking about it. And we have to, we have to let her have her moment. And I just, you know, they don't write it better than that. And I think that the support that 
your ex is able to bring to your new relationship is the dream. Like that's what we want for all of our children so that they do feel a balance and they do feel like everybody's playing on the same team. That's where it works so nicely. So nicely. And it takes a lot of ego work there because he had zero ego in that. Right. It was like pure, like, I, I know this is the best for everybody. Um, it's not easy to be, he he came to Utah to be at my wedding, right? He he's shown support from day one, but we have to heal our own wounds before we can get to that part. I think Yeah, we have to recognize our own triggers. Yeah. That was, that was beautiful. I I heard about that later. (laughs) Yeah. Your mom was telling me and I'm looking at her and she's like, I know, I know. (laughs) And then like, I had a moment with Josh. (laughs) Josh was the star of the wedding, but it was so beautiful to see him supporting you and David. And again, going back to the children, what matters is that they feel supported regardless of who comes in and out of our lives, that they know that everyone around them still loves them and is there to care for them. Hey guys, Michelle here with a word from one of our sponsors. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. For a limited time, get $50 off your device by emailing info at Soberlink.com and mentioning Moms Moving On. Drive safe. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do anything, I have to ask, have you not joined the Moms Moving On membership community yet? This is the place I created for anybody looking for the benefits of coaching without having to commit to a high coaching fee. I've rounded up my go-to experts to put together curated content just for you, including free monthly webinars with me, self-confidence boosters, co-parenting tips and strategies, heartbreak advice, divorce anxiety relief, legal advice from top U.S. attorneys and mediators, financial advice, ebooks to help you on your journey, journal prompts and worksheets, discounts for all my favorite brands. The list goes on and on and on. And all of this at only $9.99 a month. Yep, you heard that right. $9.99 a month to be connected to women all over the world who are going through exactly what you're going through and to connect with me. Go to momsmovingon.com slash become a member and join us today. A lot of things that happen for the women that I work with and my followers is they're trying to play by the rules in terms of their new relationship. They're taking it slow. They're waiting for the right time to introduce the new partner to the children, but their ex has completely gone off the rails and it's somebody new every couple of weeks and they have to call her mom or something ridiculous like that. And then the argument becomes, well, if he's doing it that way, why can't I just do what I want to do? And this comes back to all children need is 
they need one. This is Michelle's favorite stat. Like that she's never learned. Uh, they need one reliable. The only thing I've ever said. Yeah. One, one parent figure, one care- caregiver. It doesn't even have to be a parent, one attachment figure that is reliable, consistent, and safe. And this is safety, not just physically, this is emotional safety too, right? So just because uh, your ex is gonna go um, down that rabbit hole doesn't mean two wrongs don't make a right, okay? So exactly. It really is that. So it really is, I am providing stability for my child. I am doing things in a healthy way that is going to make my child is going to help my child feel safe through the process. And that's going to continue to be true regardless of what your ex is doing. This is again, where I would have everyone refocus on themselves and their own relationship. That is all you can do. I'm sure that Michelle has preached and preached to all of her clients and followers time and time again, that who are we in control with? We're only in control of ourselves. We cannot control our partner, our ex-partner's behaviors. And I know that all your posts are sort of geared towards that, right? Mm -hmm. And part of that is knowing, I actually think this, this should give a lot of people like a relief because it's knowing you do have control over the way that you show up for your child and the way that, you know, you decide you want to model a relationship for your child with Absolutely. your Absolutely. And you know, what brings me peace at the end of the day is because I am somebody who has a hard time with the, the loss of control that I feel when my daughter is with her dad. What brings me peace of mind at the end of the day is knowing that even if he were to mess it all up, which is not, I'm not saying that, that I know I'm doing everything in my power to make her okay. And that's exactly what my mom did for me. My dad did mess it all up. And my mom always took the high road, did the right things, had the conversations with me, never talked bad about my dad. And lo and behold, who is my best friend today, my mom. And I don't speak to my dad. So take pride in the fact that you are doing things the right way and do not sink to the level of your ex-spouse just to show them up or make them feel jealous or say, well, you did this. I could do it too. Do not play that game because the only people who suffer are your children. And they're, you know, it's not your job to bring down your ex to your child, your child as, as happened to you, Mish, your child, as they grow, they, they learn and they understand the dynamics between you guys, right? They understand that the parent who shows up, the parent who cares, the parent who has their best interests at heart Mm -hmm. versus a parent that may not, right? But this is not for you to to show your child. This is for your child to kind of discover for themselves. And they always do. That's so hard. It really is so hard. There's so many times where you want to be like, open your eyes, look look at what, you know, he's doing or look at what is going on. But it always happens where kids are, kids are very perceptive and they grow up and they always come to a place where they know the truth, right? Where they know how it really is. And it it's like as, as certain and bound to happen as the sun is going to rise again tomorrow. So uh-huh. take comfort in that. All right. Well, this was a really, really thoughtful and insightful conversation. And I'm so glad I touched on this topic with you because you are the best lady for the job. Um, I'd like to take a moment to appreciate all your efforts in the work you're doing to help the victims and the families of the Surfside tragedy. You are on the front lines. And so you deserve all the hugs and support and good karma that comes your way. We love you over here in Moms Moving On Land. Oh, thank you. It's been a a very emotional uh, last two weeks, a very big learning experience for me too. You know what? I wanted to actually say this on your podcast because this is 
uh, as much as I am giving to the community there, I am receiving so much from those people in terms of what I'm learning from them. And the, the one thing I can say for sure is that the strength that people have is unbelievable. And even when you think you can't, mm-hmm. you can, mm-hmm. and you're doing it right. That's and beautiful. this is like, it is. And I see it every day. It makes me, you know, I go home with goosebumps because I'm like, oh my gosh, people are just so resilient, so adaptive. Like you're so much stronger than you think. So much stronger than you think. And that goes for anybody in in any situation that really tests your um, emotional capacity with to withstand pain. I think that that's when we really learn who we are and what we're capable of. And you are showing them the way. They're not they're not this way just because you are absolutely showing them the way. And I thank you for showing us the way. For everybody listening, where can they find you? So they can find me on Instagram on Hatch and Bloom Co at Hatch and Bloom Co. And uh, my email is Evelyn at Hatch and Bloom Co not.com. I know it's very annoying. <laughs> and my website is also hatchandbloom.co. It's all.co across the board. Don't get yes. it twisted. .com was taken. <laughs> <laughs> if you have more questions about um, relate new relationships and your children, don't hesitate to reach out to either one of us. I can always put you in touch with Evelyn. And I thank you for listening. And I wish you good luck on this journey. I know it's one you'll be able to figure out, no doubt. And uh, if, if all else fails, just take the high road. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Mish. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.